How you guys doing? Welcome to episode 834. This motorcycle right behind me belongs to Sean Steen. It is a 2004 Electra Glide, man. Look at the offset on the colors, especially with that seat, man. Where'd you get that seat at, Sean? That is badass. I like how it flows with the uh, Harley Davidson right there on the tank. Again, this is Sean's uh, motorcycle. It is looking good, Sean. Again, I line them up in uh, order when you send me the pics, and I let you know the day before when we're going to put them on. So look for that email if you send it to us. It is episode 832, and there is another podcast out there that is now fantasizing motorcycle clubs or better yet biker gangs now that's the new one that they're using but before we start i gotta go over this because i had some uh fun last night with some haters boy we're gonna expose you and stuff like that and i'm sitting here this is all public information what are you gonna expose but anyway we, we got to the matter of what's going on, and I discussed this before, but I'm going to do it again just to refresh your memory and to see what's really behind their motives. Yes, behind their motives. See, let's go into this situation. Now, this is from Kim's Nails. This is uh, actually... They posted it on Instagram, okay? Instagram. James Little James. Implying I got a small pecker, man. What the hell's wrong with that? Do I need to show the people the text messages to my niece who is turning 17 and you try to strike up a conversation with her? Really? Can you get any better than that? Uh, then you sent her penis photo of you and your hand tattoos and rings, then told her you were in tight with the angels? Really? Do you actually know my past? That's where you screwed up right there. As an intimidation tactic. For one, you have the supposed pecker picks. Well, I'm happy to pull down the pants to see if they match. Better look at that first. Better see if they match. Now, I'm going, okay, this Kim's nails. Okay, what is going on with her? Why is she so upset with Hollywood? Very upset. Because she posted on the Instagram, Ah, oh, now she's Kim's nails and brows. Stop trying to act like a one percenter. And then one of, uh, you know, our awesome subscribers come back. Stop trying to act hard. You don't obviously know Hollywood. Goes on to says, I know Hollywood very well. We gave him paperwork on a one percent snitch and he hid it because they were pals. Then I said, send her the paperwork and the case number. Then... She goes, we did this dance, you protected the snitches that multiple 1% members told you and showed you it's out there. Then I go on. 
Are you talking about the outlaws' paperwork? There were no articles on the resolution of the case, and the club said those people were out in bad standing. Said they were out in bad standing. Club already took care of it. They weren't on the internet talking like some people we know. Come on, we know. They weren't on there bashing their club, all that good stuff. And I passed it on to another media outlet so no one would think I was biased in covering it. See, I do have that integrity. If I seem like I'm going to be biased, I'll pass something like that on to somebody else to cover it. Now, if they didn't cover it, it wasn't on me. And I said I'll address this uh, crap in the morning, which I will, and do it now. So here we got Kim kind of upset that I didn't cover what they wanted. And I know all the parties behind this. They think that I don't know. They, they really think that I don't know who's behind it. So because I didn't cover this story, she wants to put out all kinds of nasty business about me. Nasty business. You gotta love the haters in our field. And it's more interesting that we got a whole ton of stuff and know exactly who these people are again that are putting this stuff. And I'm sitting here. Huh. What to do now? What to do now? And I said, okay, let me address this. Because they were sending pictures of me in high school. I was like, damn, man, those are fucking ones that I haven't seen before. Thank you. And they were sending corporation paperwork. I was like, damn, man, it ain't, pu you know, everything's public knowledge. So who are you trying to scare here? Who are you trying to think that you're going to blackmail to not cover the stories we're going to cover? You're insane insane then i was thinking well maybe they have a lot of money which i know one does i was like man maybe i can really get into the freaking money uh train you know i do have damn good freaking lawyers on the, you know retainer something you always have to have doing this you have to have lawyers on retainer and you know but i've never pulled the trigger on something like that but the amount of money out there, hmm, it just makes me think. Just makes me think. So that is what is out there right now, dealing with haters and all that freaking coward shit. I actually told one, why don't you come on the show, man? It'd be a freaking Jerry Springer type of event. I would love it. I would love something like that. See, the problem with these people is. They don't like that I have nothing to hide. Never have, never will. A pass is a pass. Who cares? That's just like people, they'll bitch because I won't tell them if I'm in a club or not. For one, that has no business on the internet. And I'll never talk about some shit like that. People who clo are close to me, they know. But that isn't the business of the YouTube world. 
or any platform for that. Because business and personals always two different things with me. That's one thing that I'll never freaking cave into. That is business. This is personal. The need to know thing comes up with that. So anyway, back to this matter. Back to this matter. Why would I not cover uh, something like that again? See, when somebody sends me something, I'm going to go straight to the club and ask them. And if there's no articles, there's no resolution, if they did the right thing by saying, oh man, they acknowledge this guy did stupid and kicked him out, what other story do you want me to tell you? What do you want me to tell you that's already out there? They're gone. But then here's what's going to go on. I'm going to cover the story and put my opinions into it. And then next thing you know, people are, well, you're biased. You're this, you're that. I hear that all the time, but I do try to take steps in minimizing that kind of stuff. See, I know this is an emotional thing with the Mongols case Little Dave, all that thing. I know there's different sides of it. That's really why I'm going off the paperwork that's coming out of court. And I put everything I got to where every one of you can download it, read it for yourself, draw your own conclusions. Now, some people would say I am hanging off the Mongols' peckers. That isn't the case. The case here is that there's a lot of clubs out there, lots of them, that could get dragged into this if this doesn't get overturned. But people like this don't think that way. They don't think this way at all. They want to take sides. They don't care about the club. One thing about clubs, it's supposed to be about the clubs, not a certain damn person. So if they're able to get this case overturned and retried, that's a damn good thing. And another thing that many people may not know, maybe not know, is there are major clubs that gave tens of thousands of dollars to this cause. It wasn't these people that gave the money. No, we're talking big, big money was put into this case. So if there is anybody that screwed it up, for everybody, of course we're going to cover it. Of course, it's going to happen. So their personal deals, their opinions, do not take precedence over those that gave that kind of money. Anyway, that's that spiel for now. Have you guys seen this? This is coming out on Audible. Inside an Outlaw Bikers Club.
and it's going to be called Cause. It's a hybrid, dramatized, non-fiction uh, podcast that tells the story of Kozlowski. He is getting so many freaking podcast deals. It's unfreaking real. Here's the thing about podcasts. They are so popular now. That's why we do good, because they're popular. People just want to listen to that type of stuff, podcast, instead of weighing in between commercials and all that kind of stuff on the radio. Radio's great. I got a radio station. Love it. Get to play some kick-ass music. But the problem with celestial radio is the FCC has control over them. And they can't be in your face. Now, it was the shock jock era. It was the 90s. And a lot of fines came down. But hey, you can only pay so much. You know what I mean? So podcast now is an on-demand type of stuff where you can pick and choose what you want to hear. And these true crime podcasts are really popular. I'm talking, they're the number one genre in podcasting and this, this true crime stuff. And now you have people that are actually former cops getting into the field. This guy, I don't know who the hell he went to, but he's got actors and everything like that playing his podcast. It's on Amazon, and it is, you know what, another thing on Amazon are all the romance novels with bikers and stuff. See, bikers are considered like the last true outlaws of this country, kind of like uh, back in the day in the 1800s. It, it, it just draws people. That's why it does so good on TV shows and in the movies. Is because people want to watch that kind of stuff. But I do caution people out there. When you listen to this one. Keep an open mind. That this guy was an ex-ATF agent. Okay, we're going to go to the second half of the show right now. With China Dow. Going to be a good discussion over there. Hail to the king, baby. YouTube channel to get your video biker news segment of the Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem Show. And while you're at it, visit Hollywood's second YouTube channel, Biker Culture with Hollywood, for an in-depth look at what's happening in the biker scene. Man, what's up, everyone? It's hump day. Thank God it's hump day. We're actually going to be... Well, actually, no. We'll be on live tomorrow... And Friday, not live, but it'll be on the podcast platform. We're in a pre-record. Taking China Dow on a vacay. 
Yeah, so much needed vacay. Gonna go and do some hardcore riding and camping. We're gonna see how she does on the camping stuff because there's no electricity. Yes, we're talking about real camping, living off the land. How are you gonna handle that? I'm bringing your battery booster thingy in the garage. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's got charging ports for phones. So you have to have the charging port. Yeah. This thing's pretty badass, ain't it? Yeah. You know, you just start your car with it. Mm -hmm. You can plug shit into it. Yep. But other than that, you're going to be without power. Yeah. I don't care. None whatsoever. That's fine. We have lanterns. Lanterns? (laughs) Until you get out there. Now, it's been kind of cold that night here. Yeah. It's going to be what up there? In the 50s to low, uh, high 40s at nighttime, they say. It's going to be feezing. It's going to be feezing. I little, I go fees. It's fine. I'm stealing all the blankets. You get none. <laughs> you get no blankets. And if it's bad, I'm just going to go sleep in the truck. No, you don't get to do that. You have to rough it. No, I sleep in the truck. <laughs> what? How is that camping? For me, warmth. Well, that's what a fire is going to be. How's that going to help in a tent? What do you mean, how's that going to help in how's a tent? A, how's a fire going to keep me warm inside the tent? Well, that's where you got the sleeping bags. Yep, all of them. You get none. That ain't happening. They're all mine. <laughs> so we got a big ride planned up there. Yeah. I have to adjust it a little bit because some of it's going to rain north of us. Yeah. But the the beautiful scenery of Tomahawk and all that is going to be great. Mm-hmm. You're like... going to be able to handle the dyno the whole time? We'll see. What do you mean, we'll see? Yeah, if we got stops, I can. If it's just a straight ride with no stops, I don't know. It's you got a skinny ass. It's going to hurt my butt. You complain a lot. Yes. I'm going to sing a lot. Well, we're going to have helmets on, so I don't give a shit about that. Uh, you also got chaps. Uh-huh. I was like, damn. I got you got to get all leathered up and shit. Chaps in a leather. Are you going to be giving me a show with uh, assless chaps? No. It's too cold. Why would I? No. What do you mean, no? No, not if it's cold. So you're looking forward to this? Yes. Blowing off some steam. Yeah, riding. Wind therapy. Need it. Your sister's coming, too. Yes. She'll be sharing the other side of the tent. See, I got a huge cabin tent. I love this fucking thing. It's big. Yeah, you're putting it up. It says one person can put it up, yes. Yeah, we're going to challenge that and let you do it. No. Yeah. (laughs) Because when me and you put stuff up, it really don't come out right. No. We argue too much. Yeah. I always tell you, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Even if it's a one-person job, you're still running your mouth. Sometimes. You always are running your mouth. Nuh-uh. Since when? The last time we put up the screen house oh my was God, a disaster. That was a, that was a war. Our daughter was like three. <laughs> 
You didn't do too good. No, but we got the tents up without a problem. Those greenhouses ain't me, but now they got these pop-up things. I love this idea of just popping up. Yeah, you just pull pull like a cord and it goes, and it's there. It's a tent. You got to talk louder. What? I there am. you go. How much louder you want me to talk? I'll yell. As long as the meter's going where it's supposed to, people can hear you. Is the meter going? Yes, now it is. Oh, my bad. Huh. We're going to be eating, what, a fish fry? Or how are we going to do that? I don't know. you got to rearrange the route for Friday. Yeah, because I ain't getting pissed on. Not in the... P- you know what? I can take rain, but when it gets fucking cold in rain, fuck you. I ain't doing it. Been there, done that. Been there, done it. Don't need to do it. Because the original route we were going to do, we were going to go to a fish fry in one of the towns. Go up to Lake Superior, too. Yeah, but now we're not. Now we're not. Because it's supposed to rain really bad up there, so we have to stay further south. Bullshit, because yeah. I had a damn good ride planned. Yeah, you did. Now you got to redo it. Yeah, now I got to redo it. Go figures. What do we got coming up today? What do we have? I've got two news stories, and I've also got an unsolved murder case. Unsolved murder case for the second half. Yup. And... Ways to know someone is lying. Ways to know somebody is lying. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Usually I go with my gut with that. A lot of people do. And I'm right every time. But some people don't trust their gut, so. Right. This is ways that you can. We're going to also cover a couple things and then go into the topic further tomorrow. 17 parental alienation tactics you should know about. Go ahead with our news story. All right. I have two news stories. One news story is Iowa teen who killed their rapist was sentenced in I order to pay one. 150k. I just seen that right before I came on the air. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And the reason they gave was because he was sleeping. This was a 15-year-old girl being human trafficked. Yeah. Go ahead, read more. Couldn't fucking believe this one. Teenage human trafficking victim who initially was charged with first-degree murder after she stabbed her accused rapist to death was sentenced on Tuesday in an Iowa court to five years of closely supervised probation and ordered to pay $150,000 restitution to the man's family. Piper Lewis... She had to pay them. Yeah, the rapist's family. That's how fucked up our system is. Piper Lewis, who is now 17, was sentenced Tuesday after she pl- after she pleaded last year to involuntary manslaughter and w- willful injury in June of 2020, killing 37-year-old Zachary Brooks of Dismoines. Dismo- you heard that, right? 37 fucking years old. Mm-hmm. And she was... 15, uh, 15 at the time. At the time. And now they want her to pay the family of the guy who raped her. Yep. It is disgusting. And you know what's even more disgusting? 
is her fucking attorney. Her fucking attorney should have took that case to trial. And guarantee she would have won. So a 37-year-old is raping a 15-year-old, being trafficked, and you know that a 15-year-old can't overpower a 37-year-old man. So she was right into waiting until he fell asleep to stab the shit out of him like he deserved. And the justice system wronged her. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, she's... <coughs> she stabbed him 30 times. Good! Mm -hmm. Good for her! They say that the girl was a runaway who was seeking to escape an abusive life with her adopted mother and was sleeping in hallways in an apartment building. When a man took her in before forcibly trafficking her to you, to other men for sex. Did they even say if that other motherfucker who was doing it got anything? I bet nope. they didn't. Nope. Mm -mm. They put this all on her. Yeah, it's all on her. So she was a runaway, and this happens with runaways all the time. Where they get trafficked like that. Yeah. What do you think about her whole ordeal? I think she did the right thing. Because there's no way she could have been able to overpower him. Nope. She could have ended up killed. Yeah. And Iowa doesn't have any safe harbor laws, which could have protected her from prosecution. Does it say anything the prosecutors had to say about this? The prosecutor's little. It, sa it says that the it talks more about the judge. Let's hear about it, that dick. The judge said he deferred the prison sentences because, according to this, both charges were punishable up to 10 years in prison, so she could have gotten 20 years in prison. So he decided he'd go easy on her. Oh, go easy. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what a son of a bitch for saying that. Yep. He's going to go easy on a sex trafficking victim who was 15 at the time. That right there was justifiable homicide. And he claims that as for being required to pay the estate of her rapist, and in quotes from the judge judge's mouth, it says... This court is presented with no other option. Bullshit. They can always have another option. They can always have another option. He claims that restitution is mandatory under Iowa law and has been upheld by the Iowa Supreme Court. They need to appeal it in federal. Mm. They need to do something because I personally don't think she should be charged with anything. And that lawyer of her should be disbarred. He should have brought that fucking case to trial. But we I bet you with her age, he probably just talked her into plea dealing. And so that's sad because if you don't have money in this country, 
you can't get a fair trial. That's why most people take the plea deals because the prosecution, oh, we're going to get you 20 years if you don't take this. But here's the part that I don't understand. It specifically states that Iowa is not, not among the dozen states that have a so-called safe harbor law that gives trafficking victims some level of criminal immunity. So everybody, every state should have that. That's what I was just going to say. Why wouldn't they be a part of it? I think every, like you just said, every state should be a part of the safe harbor law. But for some reason, Iowa is not a part of it. So that's why they claim they went as lenient as possible. They couldn't see, even the family couldn't see that the guy was 37 years old sleeping with a 15-year-old. They couldn't say, you know what, Judge? We don't want it. So this girl is going to be paying the rest of her life these fucking fines. Yeah, the only thing that the prosecutors did was argue the fact that when he was stabbed, like you said, he was asleep. So he wasn't in immediate danger, so that's why she got charged. And the lawyer should have came back, hey, this is a 15-year-old who was just raped. If he was still, a, if he was wide awake, she wouldn't be able to get away. You know, and not to mention not just rape, but raped multiple times. That would have been the easiest defense possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would have told the jury. A 15-year-old kid can't overpower a 37-year-old man. Well, and not to mention that uh, she was forced at knife point to go into a, the apartment to have sex. Oh, come on, man. What is wrong with our fucking country? There's no morality whatsoever. And the knife that she used was the knife that he held her, you know, held to her prior to raping her. He put it on the nightstand. So the knife that she used, she removed it from the nightstand and used the knife that he was holding to her. So basically he was holding her hostage. Pretty much. And the prosecutor says the reason why, you know what, you son of a bitch. Because he was sleeping. Yep, since there was no immediate danger. How, who cares? The danger was already occurring and she did not feel safe to leave. I wish she would have gutted the bastard like a fish. She got 30 in there, but she should have gutted that bastard. You know what? These cocksuckers are releasing worse people, especially now in Illinois in January, for crimes that are horrible, and they charge this kid with that. Mm-hmm. It's just disgusting. Go to the next story. Because I'm going to throw a fucking computer out the window. That is just uh, Unbelievable. That that happened. You know, good thing, I mean, she got the probation, fine, whatever. But having to pay the family 
That's what I have to I'll say. I would have looked at the family, you son of a bitch. I would have looked at the family, flipped them off, and go, here's your restitution. Well, the problem with that is they're going to be garnishing her wages, and if she don't pay it, they can put her back in jail. Yeah, she'd lose her wooden uh, probation. And now terrible. she has, uh, hopefully, because she's a juvenile, it stays off her record as an adult. Because if it goes on her record, she her whole fucking life's ruined. If it goes on her record, how's she going to get a job? That's what I'm talking for about. for them to garnish her wages. How's she going to get into college? Yeah. I mean, technically, she's, she's when it occurred, she was a high school student. And now she's 17. So hopefully they'll seal the case. They need to seal that case. Mm -hmm. Man in motorized wheelchair mowed down in hit and run. Suspect was arrested. A hit and run. Yeah. The man in the wheelchair was crossing the road and saw that there was a vehicle coming towards him that was driving kind of recklessly. And he even put his hand up to forewarn him to slow down. Hey, I'm right here. Mm. Driver mowed him down. Did he kill him? It says that the victim signaled to the driver to slow down at the time the driver hit the pedestrian and fled the scene. And he Let me a- guess, he'll get no cash bond, too. <laughs> he was arrested and booked into jail charged with failure to stop and render aid serious bodily injury a third degree felony injury to a disabled person second degree felony un- unlawful carry of a weapon firearm because I guess there was a firearm present a class A misdemeanor so he's a piece of shit and a failure to identify in relation to this case a class B misdemeanor and it's still under investigation. Still under investigation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my god, the world today is just fucking insanity. Who are raising these people? He did suffer, the man that was struck by the vehicle did suffer severe life-threatening injuries. Well, hopefully he's doing okay. Because that's, you know what, we deal with that as motorcyclists all the time, where we see a lot of times these cars just plow over a fucking motorcycle and just keep going. Mm -hmm. They don't care if somebody's hurt on the side of the road. Mm -mm. They don't care if they need medical attention. No, they just keep going. They just care about getting out of there. And then you got the Good Samaritans, which you you do get them. I've noticed them, especially at motorcycle accidents. You always have those few people that do pull over that had nothing to do with the incident that stop and help. At least there's some good fucking people out there. Mm-hmm. Not many anymore, uh-uh. but at least some. Yeah. That's fucking just insanity, man. Just insanity. Jesus. Especially the first one. That really cuts to the nail right there. Yeah. I I, feel for that girl. I do. I really do. Because her life could be ruined and for no reason of her own. Exactly. Exactly. So what do we got uh, with this subject, you 
got going on. It's a very interesting one. Which one? But the lies. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if We don't go lying. into the unsolved cases until later on in the show. Oh, okay. I didn't know what order you wanted to do it, so it's all good. Even though I said it would be coming up in the second part of the show, I guess you don't listen. No, I don't, I, I don't listen. I'm, I'm a hooked on phonics failure. I take after you. At least you said it. You admit <laughs> it. You admit your faults. So we're going to give advice on how to tell if people are lying, huh? Yep. Okay, let's hear it. People tend to breathe extremely heavy when they lie. Oh, you can look. Body motion is the biggest way to tell if somebody's bullshitting you. Well, they say they 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 say that you know look at their posture when they're talking to you because they tend to lift their sh- lift their shoulders and speak more in a shallow tone voice. And their eye movement, <clears throat> their eye movement is the biggest, and they sweat. And they sweat like little piggies. It's like dripping. Yeah, some of, some people really do. You just see the fucking drips on their forehead. But the biggest one is the eye movement and their body movement. You can always tell. And they're so adamant to say, no, I didn't. Well, that didn't happen. It's like, dude, you're busted. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Give it up already. Call it a day. Call it a day, man. You're busted. What other ones? Liars tend to either fidget too much or sit stiff as a board. Oh, my God. This thing is almost, it's like right on. Mm-hmm. This had to be wrote by a body expert. They say, they say like, the with the sitting part or... That it's like a fight or flight mode Mm -hmm. when they're lying. Well, yeah, if you ever see a rabbit, for uh, example, do you see how they stop cold in their tracks? (laughs) Like when you walk out the door? And they just sit there. They stare at you. (laughs) But they're, they're trying to act and blend into their environment. It's actually a safety measure for them. And humans have the same response. You have it to where it's an old it's built in our genes when we used to be the prey and larger animals used to hunt our ass. And that comes as well as anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. The fight or flight type of deal. Anxiety, what it is is adrenaline. That's where you start here uh, feeling your heart pumping and going fast, breathing hard. That is pure adrenaline that your body does automatically. Right. So well, when they get stiff, you know. And we're not talking just about... Just think of a rabbit. We're not talking about their dicks getting stiff either. No, we're not talking about that. No. No, not talking about that. <laughs> no. liars tend to show emotion one way or another oh you're damn right it's like they shift uh in in their expressions like they can't keep one specific facial expression well like i said they are trying to 
once they're confronted with a lie, they just put on the biggest act. And then they try to blame the person who caught their ass doing something. Well, you know how you said the thing about the eyes? Right. Well, they, they call it darting eyes. What the fuck is a darting eye? Meaning they shift quickly from right to left. Mm-hmm. Like, they look to their left and they look to their right. And, like, no eye can't. The no eye contact. Or they look down. Now, this one specifically states right and left. Okay. Or they're blinking really fast. Mm-hmm. It comes the body language. But when they go on the left to right, they're seeing if there's others around that can, that might get involved or whatever it is. That's just like if, uh, you know, a woman's uh, cheating or a man's cheating. Mm-hmm. They try to cover everything. And they don't understand that they're being read. And that's why it's funny as fuck. You can see something they didn't, they'll still try to lie. Oh, yeah. How about another thing is they'll shut their eyes. Like, they'll actually close their eyes for a minute mm-hmm. or even a second. They said that's a telltale sign. I don't know about that if it's a tell or not. I don't, I, I don't, I, uh, I was thinking mm, not so much. I just the think they threw it. that one. Because you can't tell if you don't have a gauge on the person if that's their normal way of blinking. Yeah, that's I gotta true. give them that. That's true. That's true. Well, there's there's this one here that I don't I I don't agree with this one. Touching their face a lot. Oh yeah. Really? Because it's like. Oh yeah, or playing with the hair, or their hands are fidgeting and touching their arms. And they got them folded. Because it says that people tend to feel itchy after telling specific Oh, you're fucking a right. It's like something in the nervous system saying, hey, dumbass, you're caught. So you get that, you get it a lot where people cross their arms mm-hmm. and they play with their arms. And then, of course, you're sweating excessively. Mm-hmm. And what's funny about that, it's usually ones that are real heavy, and you can see it. It's like, damn, dude, calm the fuck down. It ain't that serious. I just have nothing to say to you. (laughs) (laughs) You're caught. You're busted. Flushing or pale cheeks can be a sign of lying. Meaning that they, the adrenaline causes them to blush. Well, see, that's what I was talking about with the adrenaline. Or, that But is- I'd have to say, uh, you know, something like that is you have to take into account the uh, seriousness of the lie if they're going to do some of these things. Right. Now, I okay, this, this one, I've seen this one done. I've seen this one. People often nod... When telling the truth. Oh, yeah. On the other hand, some people tend to shake their heads left and right when they lie. Pay close mm. attention whenever they make a statement. If they're shaking their head while speaking, they might be lying. 
<laughs> See, you don't need polygraph machines. That's one of the main things. You don't says, need one. The person sitting in front of you is considered your, your actual polygraph machine. Right. You know, on the streets, man, body language was a huge part of everything. You can tell when people were fucking bullshitting you. Now, I wonder, if let's say somebody was hooked up to a polygraph, if they still do all this stuff. Well, damn right they do, because you know you have professional polygraphers that are not only looking at the machine, but you got the ones behind them, behind the mirror, watching the body language. You, it is possible to beat them machines, but you got to have like a zen, meaning you got to know how to meditate, keep all your body uh, functions in you order. Know, I actually had somebody tell me one time, and I think this is hilarious, that in order to pass a polygraph test, all you have to do is put a penny under your tongue. No, that's and bullshit. And I'm like, that's such bullshit. That's bullshit. Why would you want something dirty like that under your tongue? Well, not only that, <laughs> but it's bullshit. I'm like, a penny. I'm like, go prove it. I'm like, I wish I had one right now. Especially with these new polygraphers, man. These new tests. I'm telling you, you have to know how to fucking meditate while you're taking this bullshit. Who knows? Anyway, first music break and we'll be right back. Can I be your man? 
Is your cooter pocket a sad state of affairs? Join me, China Doll, every Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time on Chatting with China Doll, available on all major podcast platforms. Oh, yeah, now we got, yes, our unsolved case. I like doing these because so, hopefully uh, something that we do <laughs> might help it. What do we got for today? The LaSalle Street Murders in Indianapolis in 1996, Carol Horton, then 69, was arrested and charged with committing the 1971 LaSalle Murders. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How crazy. The story of James Barker, Robert I'm going to butcher these names. Hey, don't worry about it. I do it all the time. <laughs> Robert. They're used to it. Geis and Robert Hinson and their deaths had become one of Indiana's most fascinating unsolved cases. On December 1st, 1971, the men were found with their throat cuts nearly ear to ear in separate rooms in a, ha- in a house on of North LaSalle Street. They had they had all three also been hit in the head hard. Uh-huh. Retired Indianapolis homicide captain Robert Snow wrote a book, of course, on slaughter on North LaSalle. He believes the case was solved when the discovery of two confession letters by a family of a man from the Gibson County, a man who was missing a pair of boots. The letters were to the police and the Indianapolis Star and were found in a safe deposit box after Fred Robert Harbison died. Damn! He basically said that he was hired by Ted Uland, the former employer of two of the men, to kill them. Hmm... A bloody boot print and cigar in the ashtray were two pieces of evidence that were not in the newspapers, radio, or TV news, and was held back on purpose by the police. These were He wrote about that in this Always letter. on fucking purpose with these cops. Why do they leave so much crap out? To see if they can catch someone up, I assume? I guess that's a tactic, but... That's some shady shit where it can get the case thrown out. Also in this letter, he said that he he left a bloody footprint in the house. He knew that he had, so when he got back to Jasper, a, a neighboring area, he buried his boots. <laughs> Usually you burn them, but hey, allegedly. But go ahead. Another piece of evidence that was documented, but with little follow-up in 1971, was a big, long, yellow car with the Gibson County tag, seen parked outside the house. Snow says that it also fits to the scenario that Harverson drove a yellow Plymouth Roadrunner. Man, a Roadrunner? Mm. Damn! Mm. Uland, the former boss of Geis and Hinson, 
Yes. Well, they left his company. He had a life insurance policy out on those two men. It always seems like it's life insurance. Worth a total of $150,000. That ain't enough to kill somebody. (laughs) No. No. Besides having their throat cuts and everyone knew Fred Harbison said, yep, he'd do it. His wife said he was always sharpening knives. Uh Uh-huh. We submitted the evidence to the prosecutor and they officially closed the case. They thought it was enough. So if the case is no longer a cold case and has been solved, you might wonder how come you haven't heard that before. Hmm. Snow said the failure to bring a case to close quickly in 71, followed by attempted prosecution, gone faulty, were embarrassments to the police department and the prosecutor's office. You fucking think? (laughs) But here's the best part. He was found guilty, but... One, no boots. Well, of course, he buried this shit. So they can't find the matching footprint. He don't got a treasure map where they are with the X. No, no. So they couldn't find that. It says that a lot of crimes nowadays are not quickly solved. Mm Mm-hmm. Another is never throw... Another is never throw away the evidence in a murder case. Which happened in the LaSalle case murders in 1986. All the evidence from the 1971 case was discarded. Go fucking figure. So, this Carol Horton was only arrested, and Carol is, 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 is a man. In 19- Their parents must he, have hated him. He was arrested in 1996 with the only evidence they had were these letters that were that were supposedly written because all the evidence from the original case Well, that's going to be a mistrial. Was it should. discarded. Because there's no other evidence. They threw out everything. Mm-hmm. Dumb fuckers. <laughs> so, technically speaking... The case is still considered That's un- a cold case. Unsolved. It's funny how in years past how the the evolution of crime fighting has taken place. Mm-hmm. It really is it's a weird deal. Now all you have to do is spit and they can tell if you fucking killed somebody. They go into garbage cans, take your cups and shit. <laughs> It's craziness. Yeah. What would take two or three years back in the 1970s takes five minutes now to solve. That's why you can't do anything anymore without getting busted. And I think the funny part is, is they, they, you know, it was the 90s, so they had handwriting analysis. Doesn't that make you feel old? Like, you know, the 90s were like yesterday to us. Yeah. When in... In reality, it was like, what, 30 years ago or some shit like that? <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. What the fuck? So they had they had the, the writing of those letters compared to Carol's handwriting. 
And That's if, just like the boy named Sue. I know. <laughs> and here's the best part, though. It wasn't a match. Ooh. <laughs> so they arrested somebody based on letters that, didn't that were match. signed by, they, they claim were signed by this Carol person, and the handwriting didn't match. Ouch. So yeah, the case. So basically somebody else wrote the letters and put his name on them. Sue the shit out of them. That's what I have to say. Sue him. Yeah, so the case is still to this day unsolved. But okay, okay. How many crimes in the 70s? Mm-hmm. I didn't look this up, but this is just a question. Uh, how many crimes in the 70s? And who would you think would have committed the crime if it was three men in a house? One is in one bedroom. One is in another bedroom. Uh-huh. The other one is in the hallway in front of the bathroom between the two bedrooms. And their throats are cut from ear to ear. I'm sorry. It sounds like mafia-ish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Um, and they were bludgeoned in the head. Right. But they yet never found the object that they were hit with. Nor the knife. Nor the boots matching the bloody shoe prints. Motherfucker owed some money is what I say. But ear for, for first, and, and here's the other thing I don't understand. How can an employer, your how can your boss get life insurance out on their employees? That's very interesting. Uh, that's a good interesting question. We should look... Uh, that up is right that there. even plausible? I don't know. We need to look that up. Uh, get your numbers in for time to get your porn on tomorrow uh, segment. We're going to be talking about parental or parents using their kids against another parent and some of the stuff that you have to look for in what they're doing. Uh, a couple things just off that we're going to talk about is they talk about the other parent. Yes, they talk about the other parent. Uh, telling the child about adult information, business between the two. So yeah, we got a good one coming tomorrow. Going to be a real good uh, discussion right there. A lot of guys face that kind of stuff. Want to know what's happening in the biker scene? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and get all your motorcycle clubs, events, and motorcycle manufacturer news. Go visit HarleyLiberty.com now. Rock on. It's time to cruise with your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. Are you to be wearing your Remington hat all weekend? I'm bringing it. I think you need to because yeah. then you'll look like a country chick camping. I'm bringing you'll it. You actually might fit in with the scenery. I'm bringing it and, and a few bandanas. Yeah, because we're not glamping or whatever the hell that says. Well, last time we went camping, I was the only female that had their hair and makeup done for the whole weekend. <laughs> Well, because if you don't, you'll scare the bears. What the fuck? Yes, you'll scare the bears. Rude. 
It happens. I get it. I it's, get it. It's fine. So what do we got as far as get your porn on? You had some fucked up answers yourself yesterday. I told you I ain't answering these, man. But now you want me to answer them, so I'm gonna. I answer wanted them. you to answer some, yeah. You know, to get your, uh, you know, my input. Your input on some stuff. Well, let's see if I feel like answering these. Okay, what do we got? Geo number ninety-nine. Can you continue doing it for an hour without any breaks? Fuck no, more than two minutes is not worth my time. Are you fucking serious? Who wants to go an hour? Me. Not me. You know what? The first two minutes you get to feel the freaking taco or the cooter pocket. And after that, it's just the same all fucking time. Two minutes, done. Over with. Don't have to screw around no more. So you can't go an hour? Fuck no, I won't go an hour. I won't even try. I'll be honest. (laughs) The fuck I want to waste a whole hour of my life for? (laughs) That's an hour I'll never get back. No fucking way. I can the vo- fuck am I, I going to do for an hour? I can actually vouch for the fact that in 28 years, Hollywood has never gone an hour. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking work. That's where, you know what? They ain't lying. What do you lose? Like uh, 100 or 200 calories during sex? That's a lot of fucking work and out. Then you got to go eat, right? Then you got to eat and, you know, that. not even that is you want us to go an hour and then you want us to fucking cuddle afterwards. It's like, what the fuck, man? When, when you'd rather go, bitch, go make me a sandwich. Go make me a sandwich. So I can go to sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck that hour shit. So, no. Not even a half hour. 15 minutes is pushing it. <laughs> You're fucking got, you got me fucked up. Have you ever tried, this is for uh, Dirty Knobs, number three. Have you ever tried talking dirty but your par- partner laughed in your face? No. Well, we talk dirty all the time, but you never laugh. I laugh when I talk dirty. When you do, <laughs> you to talk dirty like a motherfucker over, you know, texting and stuff like that. I can't do it in person. I'm like, no, I look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I sound stupid. It just comes out better in text. I can't. I can't. Everything. You, I can't verbalize it. So if I text it and read it, I can do that. Yeah, you got to read notes. I gotta read notes, man. I can't do shit off the cuff half the time. You can't freestyle. No, I mean, I can. Different things, but... Right. Dude, talking dirty to me, I feel like I'm stupid. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Huh. I can type it like a beast, though. Well, yeah, everything you do, you type. I type, type, type. I can text you. I'll I'll sext you later. Yeah, but how do you even get off on that bullshit? You'd be surprised. Sexting actually gets people off? Mm-hmm. That's fucking stupid. Maybe I'm just an old-timer and this new shit I don't get. Maybe, uh, you know, it's not interesting to me. I don't get it. I don't. I, I don't. So you can't, like, read something and imagine it while you're reading it? Why? Why not? 
it just seems so boring. It really does. It seems boring. You think so? Yeah. Uh, mm. Maybe it's just me. Maybe guys get off on that. Obviously, they do, but... <laughs> All right, we got J, num 130. 130 is, have you physically flirted with a stranger to make your partner jealous? Shit, I'd do that all the time. I'd have talked to somebody and you get jealous. And don't say you don't. Oh, I don't. You getting pissed off that I was playing around with your freaking employee. That's because that's somebody I work with. But there's no difference. Yeah, there is. I gotta deal with that person. Well, if they can't tell it was playing around, something's wrong with that. No, my problem is is she was taking it serious. Oh, she was. Do tell. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Why not? Everybody gets to hear. Why was he talking to me like that? Does he mean what he was saying? I'm like, no, he was joking. Oh, she was interested in Hollywood. So now she was like, was he serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always easy to get the airheads anyway all right let's oh this one this one all right randy you just dug your own grave on this one randy picked number 13 and dirty knobs nice math thing there but i'm not gonna sit here and try and figure out that math to figure out what number you want on i can't one. even add up two plus two so randy did you ever make out with a really hot person only to know that they ended up being your cousin? Oh! <laughs> Ouch! I'm going to say no. <laughs> Holy shit, no! <laughs> That's just as bad as you see your buddy go out and you all you guys are looking and say, Damn, this is a hot-ass bitch. He gets up on her, starts rubbing on her, kissing her. Next thing you know, he has a dick. That's about as bad as it is. You imagine that? <laughs> Hi, I'm your cousin. What? <laughs> False advertising. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Wait, Geo, Geo Bix 15. It gets better. <laughs> Have you ever tried to pull their hair and found out they were wearing a wig? <laughs> actually, that happened to a friend of mine. That did. It actually happened to a friend of mine. He pulled that shit off of her, and he went limp, he said. Yeah, it freaked him the fuck out. That is some, you know, because they wear wigs, what, uh, have longer hair or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. And he pulled that bitch's uh, wig off while he was doing her doggy style. That is fucked up, man. Can you imagine that? You thinking you're scalping the bitch during freaking uh, sex and stuff? That's a way to lose a heart on. It really is. Fuck that. <laughs> it gets better. Man, these questions are getting good. J-Man number 21. Have you ever stopped doing it because you pulled their pants down and noticed they had ginormous bush? <laughs> <laughs> 
Now in the 70s, 80s, and some of the 90s, it really didn't matter. But now, yeah, you don't want to go, you know, chopping through the uh, brush. Muff diving. Muff diving, indeed, man. I don't know a lot of women that have bush anymore. Uh, Of course, I might be wrong. I'm going to tell you, the main reason, other than it looks pretty without the bush, that women get rid of the the hair, okay, is because the hair traps odor. Well, yeah. So you got to get rid of it, because then it doesn't smell as bad. But then again, there are some out there that still might be stonky. Oh, my goodness. I got one more. One more. Is Rotter Bailey. Nasty one, fucking questions. 169. 169. Here we go. Does it's fucking insane your cousin. <laughs> Describe in one word. How it feels after having an orgasm or getting off. Eh, relief that I can get going No, again. one word. Oh, relief. Relief? Yeah, relief. Depends how good the orgasm was. If it was good, if it was a good one, a powerful one, fucking fabulous. That's two words. Fabulous? <laughs> no, because I'm putting fucking fabulous as one word. Oh, okay. That's how it works. It's all pushed together. That's how you get it. Yeah. One word. And that's it for a Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Don't forget to visit us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all major podcast platforms for all the replays of Motorcycle Madhouse shows. While you're there, give China Dow's Chad and with China Dow podcast to listen. Don't miss out on our lives Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Rock on!